Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain a leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. Hey, welcome to part two of my interview with Guy Kasky from Houston, Texas. Uh, this man leads a network, really a network of networks. They're planting microchurches, house churches uh, in unusual places and with people who are normally not reached with the gospel. I think you're going to really enjoy this. What are you doing now? My main role is is coaching multipliers and, and movement leaders all over from Central Asia, Middle East, Northern Africa. I'm still going back and forth to the horn. Um, like you, I have a heart for not only multiplying disciples and churches, but we also need to multiply businesses. So we're we're multiplying micro businesses and and I've even started, we do prison work in the prisons, and I, I started a moving company to help put guys on the truck and and begin to disciple from there uh, because, you know, you need Jesus and a job. And it's a, and if you have a felony, you can't get a job very easy. So those are the kind of things that we're doing. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm serving at a mega church that turns me loose and, and lets me run wild to do that very thing. So what's that look like? I, I mean, you know, I think that we met at Exponential and, you know, I'm on, I'm on the team with Exponential. I'm on staff and I love Exponential. But one of the things that, that frustrates me is that um, sometimes I want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, I, I see these level three churches and it's, it's the magnet, it's grow for growth sake. And I can get pretty cynical. And, sure. uh, and, 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 you know, just like, well, you know, that's, that's, that's passe. We're not doing that. We're doing this, but there is a both and in Jesus. And he's, he, he has a lot of grace toward his people more than I do. So here you are in a, in a church that I might look down my nose at. Uh, I might look down my nose at a couple of churches I pastored in the past too, but um, here you are, and, and you're going, man, these people are lighting my fire. They're letting me go. How, what kind of relationship do you have? What kind of pastor is leading that thing? Tell us about that. Well, one of the things that I love about Jeff Wells is the lead pastor, and he went to Turkey and in Istanbul. God got a hold of his heart, and uh, he got around Steve Smith and some other kind of movement leaders who began to lay out the the and tell stories of multiplying movements globally and then he began to realize he has a heart for our city that the only way we're going to see Houston become a city of God is is not through multiplying mega churches though we still we still you know plant legacy churches though we do hybrids now is our main focus but he realizes we're not going to get there uh just planting what well, legacy, you know, mega churches, mm-hmm. you know, even medium churches that we need the the full body to work together. And I believe the same thing is true that even micro churches are not going to get in some of our cities that we need to work together to create hubs. We need organizations, movement, people, 
smaller churches, you know, mid-sized churches and mega churches all being the church, getting back to being a local expression. I think too often we've focused on planting a gathering and you hadn't taught anybody how to be the church. And so we need to be the church in our city. There's only one church in our city. And so we have the great commandment, the great commission, and we need the great collaboration if we're really going to see our cities reached. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. That is really, really good stuff. So are you guys... um, I know that in Houston, there's a group called the Houston Church Planters Network. Are you guys part of that? Yes. And so I lead the net. I'm part of the network. We have network leaders that come. And so I lead the micro church network with our team. Now, I I have to be very clear that everything I do is in team now. It's the only way it's going to work. I mean, we're a team of teams. Uh, We have multiple teams and networks working together. We have one group that's no place left that's all micro church, and we have a team of teams that's city teams, that's orgs, micro church, and legacy mega church, all working together through teams that are focused on passion, people, and place. And so, the you know, a big urban city is radically different than a village. And that's another piece, too, that's important to know that, that urban, large urban cities is different than that, than a village. And a lot of our movements are out of villages. Yeah, a lot of the movements are out of villages. A lot of, uh, you know, what we did in Hawaii, we started in a town of 40,000. If we'd gone to Honolulu, it probably wouldn't have worked. Uh, You know, we paved the way for some bigger guys than us to come into Honolulu. But had we not been there and and saturated the island with, probably by the time they showed up there, we probably had started 40 churches and um, and, and set it up. But we're kind of depressed right now. I'm I'm uh, I'm going back in two weeks to Honolulu to we're we're trying to just get a bunch of guys together for dinner. Uh, anybody that still cares about multiplying churches because they kind of quit. Uh, Wayne Cordero was there. I was there. We were both of us kind of making. You know, we 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 kept the message alive. Yeah. And um, and so I was talking to a guy. In fact, just before I I got on here with you, I was talking to a friend of mine. Just had a heart transplant. He pastors a church called God Squad, uh, came out of Hope Chapel, um, big Hawaiian guy, now skinny as a rail because of the heart surgery, a new, new heart going on. And he's telling me that um, in West Oahu, which it, it was a hard place to touch, that we're all crying the blues because, you know, church planting as a movement, church multiplication, isn't happening like it was. It's it's still going on, but it's way slow. And he's telling right. me, oh no, there's all these people in West Oahu. Some go, well, we're not church people, but we we meet in a garage every week and and and, um, and we're we're making disciples. And you know, can you come out and teach us? And and he and he goes, there's tons of these things going on. And so the this the spontaneous, I guess we'd call it micro church. Uh-huh. And and so we're going to try and get together and just, you know, have a free meal for everybody, Japanese bento, and and, uh, and just get everybody to know each other. And I go, man, invite these guys. We need to we need to infect the big boys with what these guys got. But I, I was on a call earlier today with a guy from Cleveland. And there is a, there's, you know, people are watching. I think the two places they're watching the most are you guys in Houston and uh, the multiply Indiana, because you, you guys have momentum. 
But, mm-hmm. but you know, Cleveland now is doing the same thing. I was talking to some people uh, in the mid, another town in the Midwest just recently here in San Diego. You know, they had something they were doing, like they get together twice a year and, it, you know, wasn't going anywhere. They'd throw a little money at some church plants. That was good. And uh, I, I met with a guy who leads it not too long ago. And he goes, yeah, we're, we're going to start meeting 10 times a year. We, we'll kind of take off in the lead up to Christmas and Easter, but uh, we, we've got to get this thing going. And so we're starting to see uh, the sort of citywide, uh, transdenominational, we don't really care about your doctrine. Um, we're, we're just going to love Jesus together, and we're going to go out and love these people. And that's an exciting thing to me. I think the future is looking good. I agree with that. We we have an amazing relationship with Tampa and we're developing. We we I'm a part of leading 2414, which is a coalition in North America where we have a team of about nine regions and we're working city to city and we're starting to see the, exactly what you just described is what we are starting to see. And as the expression of the church starts growing out and multiplying at a city level. And as we are learning together and kind of cross-pollinating, like you talk about movement to movement, Galilee to Jerusalem, Jerusalem, boom, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, we're seeing some of that rise up. And to, for us, COVID really helped, you know, helped expedite that process. I think people are going, man, what do we do? And, and I'm seeing people want to work together like never before. And so I agree with you. And I'm pretty excited about uh, the the desire to work together, not just have a good attitude and pray together, which is important, but actually get to work at our cities and learn. Yeah, but we did a lot of just getting together and praying and eating lunch for a lot of years. It's really nice to sure. see. And I, and I actually do think, I mean, COVID was a tragedy. A million Americans have died of it. But there, there is a gift that that was given to us along with COVID, and it it's uh, for a lot of people. I think it's what we're talking about right now, but for others, it's just simply we got out of our rut, and we and we decided that business as usual can't happen anymore. Right. So now, where's God in all this? And and when you start looking to where's God in all this, and you kind of get out of your traditions and your bylaws and all the goofy stuff that holds us back. It's very good. Uh, So true. So true. Well, if you had some, you know, if you had 90 seconds to tell some guy that's in, he's laboring, he's faithful guy. He's laboring in a, in a small place and and maybe a small place in a big city, but it's a small place in a village or in in a big city. And and he doesn't have a whole lot of hope. What, where and I, and I'm not asking you to, to 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 breathe hope on him. What I'm asking you to do is is point a pathway. What would you say to him? Well, one of the things I would say is, and this is a, a regular spill that I talk over and over again that we need to do the right things for the right reasons, no matter the results, because Jesus is enough. So He needs to be my compelling motivator. And then I need to look into his ways and I need to look into his ways of doing, of being bold enough to do something old and, and get back to pouring my life into a few, looking for those receptive people and, and begin to pour my life into them, believing that they're going to pay it forward. But I also need to be willing to filter I me. Mean, I mean, Jesus used parables. He used 
um, hard sayings and statements of lordship constantly to see where people's hearts were. And if they weren't in a place of being receptive, he didn't say, I, I hate you. He says, I love you, but I've got to move on and find that receptive person that's going to, to receive the kingdom and be a kingdom agent that's going to move and multiply. But more than anything, I think we, we talk about tools and multiplication and movement, and we can move far away from just a loving passion of Jesus I don't do what I do to get results. I do what I do because Jesus loves me and I love him with all my heart and I want to obey him. And that's what matters the most. And who knows, you may not ever see anything, but you, you'll be able to see God one day and you don't know what could happen after you're gone. That's right. That's so good. So, so good. Well, you know, talking to you guys, like drinking out of a fire hose. I, I mean, you just, you just keep it coming and I, and I love it. But I have a suspicion that there's some people who are listening to us today that are going to go, uh, tell me more, you know, how, how do I find more? What, you know, so do you have, are there avenues where people can reach out to you and, and that you're absolutely, yes. I, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to, you can certainly email me. I don't know how you want to do that. I'd be glad for you to contact me. Uh, I've also written a, a book that's more like a field manual for someone that has practically done it called Making Him Lord. You can get it on Amazon, but it has stories of similar to the stuff I've been talking about today, but the practical tools in it. It's got like a 70-page appendix in the back that has that three circles I described, the, the his story, um, a kingdom process from Jesus's example and Paul's example that we have in there that are that we've learned are not just me, it's it's best practices from missionaries all over that I've put together in a packaged way from our practical experience. So that's so, something. So name the book again. Making him Lord. And Lord is living out reproducible discipleship. Oh, so making him Lord. And uh you can get it on on Amazon. There's a lot of other places you can get it. So, and if, if you know, if you want it sent into prisons, because it's in Texas, it's used as curriculum for disciple making, uh, we'll send it to you for free to get it into prison. So uh, if you email me and give us an address, we'll send you as many copies as you need uh, to get it into prisons. Cause that's, that's part of our heart too. So what's your email address and, and is there a website where people can go poke around, look some more too? Yeah. So you can, the M four network.com uh, m4 network.com you can go on there uh, guy i mean wait g caskey c a s k e y g c a s k e y at woodsedge.org if you email me there we can we can get you the book into the prisons or if you have any questions or anything be glad to, to answer any that I can and would love to help any way I can. Man, I want to say thank you so much. This is, uh, I feel refreshed hanging out talking Thanks, with you. It's a joy to talk to you. I've, I've listened to your podcast and, and have followed for so many years and grateful for John Harrington introducing us at Exponential. So it's a, it's a joy and a privilege to be with someone that's been living it out before me. I honor you and thank you for the foundation you've laid. Well, thank you. I I hope I did lay one, and I hope it's a decent one. <laughs> Thanks again so much. Yeah, for this. thank you, brother. God bless you. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmoore.net.